Hello, welcome back to another episode of Leadershipping. You know, Halloween is just around the corner. I can't believe it. This year is blowing by. That also means peak season is right around the corner. Uh, the carriers now are tr- calling it uh, demand uh, surcharges instead of peak season surcharges, which is kind of interesting. Uh, this really is a spooky time of the year for shippers uh, all across the country. Um, how are they handling this stress? You know, we've talked to a lot about relationships with you know UPS and FedEx and uh, how you might be able to use data to improve both operationally and contractually. We have not turned this conversation too much around to having it be about the logistics professionals themselves. And that's what today's episode is really going to be about. Um, sadly, it turns out that a lot of logistics professionals aren't super happy in their roles. Oddly enough, I think that uh, being in a high-stress job, being stuck between a rock and a hard place, what it feels can feel like sometimes, can uh, result in having it be uh, individuals that aren't super happy in their role. Today, we're really excited to welcome a guest that's working to address this and help shippers work better and work happier. I think that's going to be the most key part there. Jessica Wyndham is founder of uh, and CEO of Solving Work. It's a consultancy that helps shippers transform their people, processes, and partners to find, I'd say, greater efficiency at work and, as a net result, um, lower stress and greater job satisfaction. So I think that there's some really cool things that we can talk about today uh, with Jessica. A little bit of background on Jessica. Jessica spent nearly 20 years in the logistics industry working for a wide range of consultancy tech-style companies and even some very recognizable names such as Staples, uh, Perry Ellis International, and um, our favorite, UPS. (laughs) So Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, well, we are very lucky to have you here. I think this conversation is going to be really worthwhile. And majority of the individuals that listen to this are those logistics professionals that say they're trying to avoid some of those shipping nightmares and they might not be super happy in their job. Um, So I think that there's going to be a lot of value for individuals that are listening to this. And again, thank you for coming on. It's going to be a great conversation. Yeah, I really hope so. And I hope people can find value and maybe take a couple of tips away to have a better peak. That's right. I think just kind of surviving um, is where a lot of shippers' uh, mindset's in. And switching it, I've been kind of vocal about this, but switching it from instead of just surviving to thriving, um, there's a huge difference in uh, waking up and going to your job, feeling like you are surviving versus thriving. And that's what we're hoping, you know, individuals get out of this episode and really get to a point where um when the stress is hitting like it's hitting right now for peak um logistics professionals are able to manage it a little bit better so here's my first question for you jessica you've you've held a lot of positions and seen a lot of different uh logistics departments at say in action what in your career experience made you realize a need for a company like what you started solving work now that's an amazing question and the answer, the, the brutal truth is it's just a pattern that I have re- re- um, seen repeated, not only in myself, but 
peers, employees, partners, and it didn't matter which side of the table I sat on. Everybody, well-intentioned, competent, like normally engaged individuals all hit that burnout point uh, between Um, you know, they just get caught in this kind of like logistics doom loop where it's disruption further behind, disruption further behind. And no matter, and it was just, it was a cycle that I continued to see repeated. And I experienced it myself. In my last two leadership posts, I feel like I was able to help my teams rise above. And that was incredibly fulfilling and kind of exciting. (laughs) So I wanted to impact more people. Um, and that's why I moved out and started solving work. It's like, and I use talk about this on the podcast a lot. This can be fun. Um, work yeah. doesn't have to suck. <laughs> and you can be fulfilled, get the job done, and still be able to sleep at night. Yeah, I think that's such a really, I mean, uh, I, I love it um, with all my heart. I really, I really do because I talk to shippers every day where I can tell, and they might not come out and say, look, I'm just not is not super fun for me but i can tell they're not having fun <laughs> at all um and you know it, i can't blame them sometimes given the fact of how stressful um that logistics position actually is and how oftentimes it's not really understood logistics is is one of those things that is kind of a black box and they tend to put it in the, into the corner and and then assign one or two individuals to manage a massive amount of budget and be expected to do some pretty uh, insane um, either relationship building with the carrier reps, um, uh, growth strategies within their own business that help them stay up to up to speed with on-time delivery percentage and reaching customers faster for less money. But all that really resides on, you know, a, a team at, uh, of logistics professionals who um, tend to not be super happy in their job. I There was one stat that in reviewing your website, I mean, prior to us even chatting the first time, I, I was blown away by. It was that 69% of logistics professionals are unhappy with their work. So why is that? Why is that 69% of logistics professionals are unhappy with their job? Logistics is primed for burnout. <laughs> We are the last ones to touch it. There's no wiggle room left. Um, We are the unsung heroes in the back of the warehouse with no windows and the old computers and all of that as well. But there's usually negative time to work with by the time it falls into our laps. And we're pulling off the impossible, doing the Herculean day in and day out. And whether that's recognized or not within an organization, it's going to take a toll. Yeah. And people want new problems. We solve the same problem day in and day out. That's that tactical firefighting that we're always doing that 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 really burns us out because burnout is hopelessness. It's And when we are in there and we're in the trenches and we're fighting those fires and leadership doesn't empower us or give us the, the agency to make the process changes, to make the technology changes or the partner changes that we need to, to actually get at the root of what's going on, we eventually disengage. If leadership doesn't care, then we stop caring. And that's when you no longer can have fun. Yeah, yeah. I I really, um, that resonates so much with me. I think there, uh, you know, in, in conversations that we're having on 
something totally different, but that's that's still you know data in the transportation world. I talk to shippers that, that you know have these gut feelings inside of like, hey, I know we should be doing this, or I know I if I could just get my upper management to see X, Y, and Z, I know I could get this done and really make an impact that I was asked to make or employed to make, or that's my job. And I see that without the proper data to back it up, proper, you know, uh, models that you can run with that data that, you know, Sifted does help out with, there's other companies that do, but it's really difficult to communicate what you do as a logistics professional to others around you, especially in upper management that have no background on transportation, they have no clue. They just know that the shipment should show up at a client's door on time. So I yeah, think it's one yeah. of those things that, that they just, that they struggle to communicate that through. Well, and one of those things is, is we all know FedEx and UPS, we all get packages delivered day in and day out. So everyone's an armchair expert when it comes to transportation. So that's where I think one of the big challenges in communicating the complexity falls is everyone thinks that they're an expert um, and knows how easy it should be without being, and, and so that's where the communication pieces and staying organized and stuff really helps the logistics professional make the kind of communication internally that they need to. But overall it's just a very stressful world and and that's never going to change yeah i think the logistics burnout really resonates um and the hopelessness that can come from that on the flip side and i think this is why i'm so passionate about having fun uh in transportation is if any industry that's constantly changing and that is not the same it's transportation <laughs> And uh, there is something fun about that. As much as it's grueling and difficult to stay on top of it and the challenge, but that challenge to the right person is fun. And as long as you can go about it in the right way and kind of navigate that through, um, I think it's, I think that fun is to be had and it's there. So I'm, I'm really curious, you've got, you know, you mentioned that there's, there's, the same kind of problems that shippers run into on a regular basis, just doing firefighting work. What are some of the most common shipping nightmares you've encountered when working with some of these departments that you've worked with? Yeah, so I think my number one is implementing the wrong technology poorly. <laughs> um, these are the TMSs that go unused. These are the business intelligence that nobody looks at. and they we we spin our wheels we we have a lot of motion in there we we do something but it's not the right thing and then no one ever wants to touch technology again and what we needed to have done is invest the time at the front end to really understand the problem that we're solving so that we could then like um figure out the problem um sorry <clears throat> figure out the problem we're trying to solve and then find a solution that actually does that and then invest in the change management to get it over the finish line. Um, and I said the word invest like six times in there because in order to get the ROI, you have to make that investment on the front end. And what I find is, is because we're in the tactical firefighting mode so often, we, we, we do these big strategic initiatives as like a side project. 
you know, in the spare time. So they don't get the attention that they need and that they deserve. And thus they're not successful. And then we're like, well, we're just going to do things the way we've always done it. Yeah. And I think that is um, the root of the problem that most shippers run into is we're just going to keep doing things the status quo because nobody gets fired for just doing the things that we've always been doing. And I think it's those individuals that take a leap on the technology. The worst thing, and I, oh man, I'm so, I'm so happy you said that because I see that really as a common thing. When somebody does go outside their comfort zone, they do take a leap into buying technology, thinking this is really going to make the difference. They don't properly vet it, and it's the wrong tech that they bring in. Oh man, that is painful. That is super painful. Those shippers uh, have put their neck on line. They implement a massive TMS with a huge integration. And then it just sits there or a BI tool that they don't use. Like you mentioned, I think that is such a great call out. Yeah, I, I, I find it's, it's tough because I know most logistics leaders in this space, they wanna do better. They wanna move things forward. They really want to make this progress um, and it's difficult. And when they see somebody else try and fail, like leadership gets you know shy of it to move forward, but then, you know, there's just in in tech, there's the fail fast and fail forward. But in logistics, we're not often given that space. So yeah. um, that's why we have to take that additional time on the front end to to be more sure to to take to do what we need to do to incorporate those lessons learned, but can keep moving forward. Yeah, uh, that's uh, a really powerful soundbite and something I never thought of before, which is um tech fails forward and you're totally correct on that they have this kind of reality of fake it till you make it you cannot do that in transportation um you uh it, it doesn't take you know uh, much to to tick off some of your clientele when you ship product to them and the idea of experimenting with something uh especially as important as that final mile delivery when a client's saying, where is my product that I ordered from you? And especially when that gap is shorter and shorter, I mean, you used to have five to 15 business days uh, to get product to a client and that client would be okay with that. Uh, with Amazon and Prime and this two day window of expectation that when I order product and it's not at my doorstep within two days, you think, man, this company I bought this product from is garbage. They can't get their act together, which is so stressful for logistics professionals. I mean, that um, Amazon effect is what we call it of, of clients that are ordering product um, are expecting it there within that two day window, which is crazy. It was never a thing before, but I, I'm really curious. You've, you've, uh, once you discover some of these pain points, whether it's, you know, um, the root cause of logistics burnout, some technology implementations that didn't work, et cetera. You know, what is the process you take um, and you, you actually walk your clients through that process to address and alleviate some of that pain? Yeah, so in logistics, I think sometimes, or a lot of the times it feels like we're sailing this boat um, or ship that has a hole in it. So we're spending all our time bailing the water out 
trying to stay on course and then also, you know, making sure none of our teams drown. Um, and if you've ever read the book Atomic Habits, there's this motion versus action. And so in logistics, we are in motion constantly. And it's not like mm -hmm. we're doing work that doesn't need to be done, but we're definitely not doing work that's moving things forward, that's getting us those new problems that people want, those new problems that are the result of personal, professional, and departmental growth that lead to thriving and engaged, um, fulfilled teams. So my process starts by plugging the hole. The hole needs to be plugged. That is your personal bandwidth, the bandwidth of your team, and re-engaging them. Before we go and make these big strategic initiatives, we've got to address some of the fundamentals and set this foundation so that you have um, you can return the joy and sleep at night and engage in these technology and these process and these partner discussions with bandwidth, with joy, from a place of abundance, something like that. And I know that sounds a little too good to be true, but like it's about setting that intentionality and rather than being a band-aid, you know, bring in a tool that you actually have time to use. Yeah. So after we plug the hole, um, we think about where we want to go. We start to dig in to where the problems are, looking at the SOPs, looking at the KPIs, looking at where the money is being spent, identifying the gaps. When falls drop, like find a why that we can fix. Sometimes when we're doing our postmortems or our root cause analysis, we find the first why that's external and yeah. move on you know, really dialing that back and finding a why that we can actually um, fix and then figuring out what we need to do now that we know where we need to go. So that's the process. That's the technology. That's the partners filling those gaps with the right solutions. Um, and, you know, this is logistics. Things are going to continue to go wrong. It's always going to be stormy waters. But maybe the next time the big supply chain disruption hits, you know, your boat doesn't have a freaking hole in it. So that's the, the methodology with which I, I like to approach getting better. Yeah. And I think getting better starts exactly what you mentioned at plugging that hole. Um, uh, there, there's a lot of people that will look externally as shipping managers to be like, oh, if I only had this program or if I only had this software, if I only had this, um, uh, this ex external solution, um, they, they oftentimes look at it like kind of, okay, where's the silver bullet? There's some magic piece that I'm not doing that if I go to the market and look for it, that I can find it. Where when it really starts with the team that you have and mm -hmm. getting your head above water, I think is so critical. And there's a lot of people that we talk to that say, um, look, uh, I'm I'm happy to do all this, but right now I'm just trying to keep my head above water on a daily basis. Um, solving that first, so that they can, you know, stop, you know, putting buckets in their in their boats to to bail out that water. Um, I think is super super critical, and I think that's so valuable for anybody that's listening to this right now. Um, if you're in logistics and you feel overwhelmed. Uh, plug that hole. I think that that's such a great call out. I love that, Jessica. I think that's awesome. I think that I, I just saw this on the um, LinkedIn earlier this week that 
all problems are people problems. Somebody probably, somebody famous probably said that. And I think when we go to implement technology, we think technology will fix the problem, but people fix technology. People fix problems using the technology. The technology is not going to solve a single problem. And and like when people are looking for the silver bullet, they for, they forget that piece or they lose sight of that piece. I I, I love that. I think um, some of the concern that I that hearing is um, it starts about October time frame and it goes until January, and that is peak season and then right on top of that it's sandwiched with the GRI or the general rate increase um, and when you're telling a, a, a logistics um, professional that his or her budget is going to go up 10% 15% whatever it is uh, and you're starting a brand new year and oh by the way you're probably getting into your busy season um, that is a lot to take on in a short amount of period of time what is your final advice to shippers to stay sane and thrive and move forward during, I would say is, you know, hell quarter, which is Q4. If I could only give one piece of advice, it would be adopt a process and I don't care what it is today that helps you manage your inputs of emails, text messages, phone calls, meetings, Slack channel notes, teams, things, post-it notes, water cooler chat. You need to have all of your inputs so that you can properly prioritize because this is the season of making business decisions about what gets done and what doesn't get done. If you don't have the universe of what you need to be prioritizing, your prioritization is going to get thrown off and it's going to send you into firefight mode way more than maybe needs to happen. So you're winning if you set the ball down instead of dropping the ball. If you're not organized, you're gonna ride you're gonna ride a wave of additional stress for the next three months. Not only you, but your whole team as well, because you set the tone. Um, and if I could add maybe a one B, it would be let's decide right now what we're gonna stop doing during peak season. You need more bandwidth. Unless you're UPS and FedEx and Amazon and you get to hire peak season staff, you're <laughs> going to have more work than you normally do. So let's set something down today. Let's decide this doesn't need to be done during peak season. It's not as critical as the other things that are going to come in that we don't normally deal with. And then in January, maybe you decide whether you can set it down forever. But uh, but at least right now, let's see what we can set down. Yeah, control what you can control right? And prioritize that. I think that's a great call out. I think this has been truly one of the most valuable conversations I've had from a logistics prof professional point of view. Um, and I, I think uh, anybody who's listening to this um, has experienced uh, logistics burnout and what that feels like. Uh, but yet we are professionals that are um, looked upon to identify ways to improve, to move the organization forward that we work for, to make smarter decisions. And uh, as you put it, Jessica, it's really up to, to you, us, and your team that's supporting you to get some of that work done. I think that is so valuable, and I can't thank you enough for being on the show. I think this has just been such a great conversation. 
I appreciate it. I really love being here. This is something I'm so passionate about. So these conversations, um, they they fulfill me <laughs> and they help me have joy in what I'm doing and, and keep moving my boat forward. <laughs> I love it. Well, tell, tell our listeners the best place they can get in touch with you, how you want them to interact with you and uh, where they can reach out. Um, find me on LinkedIn. I'm super active there. I love to meet new people, especially logistics leaders that are fired up about getting better and moving their teams forward. Um, so check out my content, give me a follow, give me a connection. Let's talk in the direct messages. And also I have a webinar coming up on October right. 27th. Um, and we're gonna talk all about uh, prepping your personal pre peak processes. So my advice that I have here, we'll, we're gonna spend 45 minutes diving deep into what you could actually um, do tactically to make that a reality. Uh, I can't wait to attend that. Uh, October 27th, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, extremely valuable. I uh, am super appreciative of you being on the show, and I think that your insight and just your communication style is uh, spot on. I think there are so many individuals that are nodding their heads along with what you're saying. Um, because they have felt that, have felt it themselves. So thank you again. Thank you. You can find Leadershipping on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the rest. Be sure you subscribe so you never miss out on a new episode. I think one thing that's really important is uh, interact with us. Leave us a, a rating, a review, if you like, of what you've heard. I think that's a great way about uh, making sure that if you've gotten value from listening to this podcast or other podcasts uh, of leadershipping, tell us what you think. Make sure that uh, you communicate with us. We want to keep providing this or change if you need us to. And also view uh, this episode on Sifted's YouTube channel. I think that's a great resource as well to see other clips and uh, videos that we have there. If you're interested in learning more about Sifted, um, visit us at sifted.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.